Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio with Linda Prater. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Each week with intriguing guests and topics, we'll bring you fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging a shift to new, healthier perspectives. Wise Health for Women Radio, helping women thrive. And now here's your host, Linda Prater. Welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. We're very glad that you have joined us today. Our philosophy is simple. We believe women are healthiest when they consider all aspects of themselves. And so we talk about things like what do you dream about? What do you tuck away for tomorrow? And why? Why aren't you doing it today? In order to be your best personal healthy self, we're going to give you amazing guests who will talk about ways that have helped them and that may spark a change in your perspective and how you take care of yourself. I'd love to introduce you to our guest for this afternoon. We are going to be talking with Carol Egan, and I will let her talk about more of the detail of her background. But most importantly, when we were talking prior to the show about a topic to discuss, because she's multifaceted, we were talking about eating for success, which I thought was such a different perspective Instead of just eating to be healthy, eating to give good fuel, all of that. And I'm very eager to talk to her today. So, Carol, welcome to Wise Health for Women Radio. Hi, Linda. So great to be here. Really, I appreciate you inviting me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, let's start right with the obvious place to begin. How do you interpret that statement, eating and digestion for success? Well, you know, Linda, from my research, and I'm kind of this lowest common denominator girl, always just keep looking for the lowest, the, the thing that could be the, the biggest determinant on anything, but in this case, in our state of well-being, how we feel every day. Mm-hmm. And what I've, what I've discovered is it all comes down to digestion. It all comes down to healthy digestion. It all comes down to what we're eating. And at this point in time, Linda, we're eating foods that are what is called food-like substances. They're not even real (laughs) foods. Right, right. And so when I talk about eating for success, I'm literally talking about fueling the body in the way that the brain is actually going to turn on. The cells are going to literally turn on because we're eating things that give us electricity, that give us fuel. You know, I love that because I think so often um, when you go to the doctors or something with fuzzy brain, um, I'm in over 40, you know, they, they like to attribute it to other things, but oftentimes isn't it what we are ingesting that is often contributing to that brain fog? Well, Linda, I could tell you a very, I don't know how much time, I, I don't want to indulge. You've got as long as you one, want. No, no, please. I don't want to overindulge anything, but this is important. I took one college course before I returned to school full time and got my undergraduate degree and got my master's degree and did postgraduate work. Linda, mm-hmm. I thought I was stupid. Linda, I thought I was stupid. <laughs> and, I, and, and that was a word that I didn't allow my son to use. Okay. Like when I, ra- when I raised my son, I just thought that word, but that was the word that lived within me because my brain would not work, Linda. Mm. I, took, I took one college class 
and I had study partners. I belonged to study groups. I met with the professor. And at the end of the marking period, she showed me that I, um, she would give me a C minus, but that I had only produced an F. Oh my. And, and what did you think at that time? That I was stupid. That you were stupid. That I, and, and so see Linda, this is quintessential why I do what I do. Okay. Because, because see, we could, as the conversation progresses, we could talk about like all of the really awesome results my clients have achieved well far beyond weight loss or, or increased energy, but some serious subsiding of, of chronic disease or chronic symptoms. But Mm -hmm. for me, what I like to say is some people could say, well, so what? I could take a pill, but see, it's not that for me, it's the quality of life that emerges. So Linda, when I started to heal my body, my brain started to work. Interesting. So now all of a a sudden, the the whole landscape of my life looked different. Like the whole world of possibility and choices emerged as different. Now I'm wondering, so when you say that you had all these symptoms and you didn't feel well and you felt you were stupid, uh, you don't need to divulge this, but did you have food allergies? Of course I did. But food allergies are, are one of the first signs of an immune response. Right. That's you, what allergies are. Now let's step back for one second because I think some people forget this important fact. Your digestion mm-hmm. and your digestive system is very tightly tied into your immune system. Correct. And can you talk about that a little bit? I would love to. I would love to. So what I'm going to ask listeners to do is to hold their hand up in the air and to press their thumb and their pointing finger together and make a circle. Done. And so imagine inside that circle, there's all of these little tiny finger-like projections called villi. Mm-hmm. So, now, so now essentially you're looking at the inside of your digestive wall. Okay. The digestive wall is, is um, coated with little, the little villi which are responsible for absorbing nutrition, um, creating, there's all sorts of things that it's responsible for. However, when we're eating these food-like substances, they're starting to break down and abrade those villi. Mm. So, for, so let me step back. Those villi, so let, now, now take those fingers apart for a second, Linda, and mm-hmm. hold your four... Hold your four fingers together tightly. Okay. That's how the villi are supposed to be. They're supposed to, they're a tightly woven network on the wall of the digestive system. Okay. But when we start to eat these food-like substances, it starts to abrade those, those villi and they start to separate. And then that's when you start getting undigested food particles mm-hmm. and um, yeast or mold or pathogen, mm-hmm. now bacteria, now passing through the digestive wall. And as you rightly pointed out, what's on the other side of the digestive wall is the immune system. Mm-hmm. So that's where you start seeing signs of allergies. And Linda, I mean, since the 1980s, we have an explosion of autoimmune disease. 
We do. I mean, every other day you're getting, you're learning of either a new kind of autoimmune disease or a new name for a digestive problem. Who you can know, keep it's, up? It's true, and I, and I think there's also been an explosion in um, addressing the symptoms, but not addressing the root cause. So, for example, most physicians receive no training on diet and nutrition. 26 hours. So you go to a doctor and they'll hand you a prescription for something that will handle whatever your symptoms are, but no one's getting at the root of the problem. And then on the flip side, you've got the vitamin companies um, all coming out and talking about, um, and I don't call this a fad because I don't believe it is, but I think it is a pendulum swing, uh, probiotics and balancing the flora in the gut, and then you hear things like leaky gut. And I think a lot of these things are very confusing to people. They only know that they don't feel well. And what are some of the first steps? And when you and I spoke, we talked about that an elimination diet is a good way to start to find out if you have issues with certain foods. Can you explain that? I would love to, but before we go there, Linda, okay. you, you'll please remember that's where we're going if I get sure, too off. Sure, be glad to. But what is really important for us to not step over is, so we have the digestive wall, we have the immune system, and what's on the other side of that? It's the enteric nervous system. Right. And we, we each all know, if it's not ourselves, we know somebody who's taking a mood-altering medication. Mm-hmm. somebody who feels depressed, somebody who feels emotionally imbalanced, somebody who feels chronically angry or sad. And now all of a sudden, Linda, they think that's who they are, Linda. They think and then that they're, they're miserable. Well, and not, not only are they just miserable, but every decision that they make for their life is predicated from that state of being. So describe someone, describe someone uh, who is just the way you are so that any listeners having any confusion, describe what that person, composite person may look like. Well, we don't have to do composite. I can tell you it is. It was me. Okay. And And tell me the symptoms. Well, I had, I was diagnosed with leaky gut and irritable bowel. Okay. So I had all, I, you know, the, the. Immediate symptoms of something like that is either chronic constipation or chronic diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, certainly, anxiety. But there's the there's the spinoff from the enteric nervous system off of mm-hmm. my digestive wall. Mm-hmm. I had um, emotional. You know, I was I was sad. I didn't have confidence. I I was I was shaped by but I was addicted to sugar. Oh, I interesting. To, I was addicted to sugar. Everybody's addicted to sugar. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's make a quick little note of that, Linda. You there got it. is more than one test that shows if there's a little bowl of water with heroin, a little bowl of water with sh- cocaine, and a little ball, a bowl of water with sugar, the rats are going to the sugar. Interesting. Did not know that. One of those tests come right out of my home state, Connecticut College, where a young student pressed the professor and he supported her and they did research on the sugar inside Oreo cookies. 
Oh dear, rats, that's one of my vices. I, I have to yeah. admit. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. We have a break in about 20 seconds. So I'm going to take us to break and then we'll talk about sugar addiction and especially about the study about Oreo cookies because that has a personal bent for me. <laughs> Goodness, uh, you're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio and we are talking with Carol Egan today about the importance of digestion for success in both thinking and behaving and, and feeling about yourself. You're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio. We'll be right back. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. As you are preparing for Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners, be mindful of what you need to do in order to not pack on the pounds. Fitness Magazine offers fit fixes to blast the excess weight before it hits your hips. If you eat one cup of mashed potatoes, you have consumed 237 calories, and one cup of eggnog has 224 calories. They suggest that you rake leaves for 53 minutes to dissolve the calories from one of those. A slice of pecan pie has 503 calories, and the fix they offer is to play football with your family for one hour. My advice is to work out before the holiday meal. Make good choices while eating, and then take a long walk with your family afterwards. Enjoy the celebration and the time with your loved ones. Then get back to your healthy eating and daily workout when the holiday is done. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. It's I managed to run out of coffee again this morning. I didn't even have enough to make one cup. Boy, was that a miscabobble or big mistake. Because I make serious coffee, so strong it wakes up the neighbors. Now, I don't have a problem with caffeine. I have a problem without caffeine. I get wadgety and brickety. Did you know apples are more efficient than coffee for keeping people awake in the morning? Unfortunately, I didn't have any apples either. Acorns were used as a coffee substitute during the American Civil War. Without my hot cup of coffee in the morning, I'm feeling pretty squirrely myself. What do you call that piece of cardboard that wraps around your coffee cup to keep from burning your hand? A zarf. It's words you never I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Wise Health Women. Wise Health for Women Radio. We are talking with Carol Egan about the importance of digestion and making healthy choices in that regard. And right before the break, she brought up my kryptonite, which is double stuff Oreos. I may only eat one at a time. Um, I would not say I'm addicted to sugar because I don't really have other extra sugar than what is already in foods other than that but that's like my treat for the day so go ahead tell me about the sugar addiction diet out of con college <laughs> well you know there was a student that just wanted to do a, a research on sugar and chose oreo cookies as her her test and they found that a hundred percent of the time the rats were going for the sugar water rather than the heroin or the cocaine Mm -hmm. So just proving yet again that irrefutably sugar is addictive. I mean, 
Craig Thompson, president of Sloan Kettering Hospital, one of the lead leaders in cancer research on the planet, mm-hmm. has shown has was I'm sorry, said in the New Yorker magazine in April of 2011 that the single thing best thing he can do to reduce his risk of getting cancer is removing all refined sugar from his diet. Interesting. Now, now if you look at the correlation between who said that, where he was coming from, from, mm-hmm. the, from the vortex of cancer research, and what he said mm-hmm. to remove refined sugar, if he says that, I think there's compelling reason for us to give some consideration to that. I agree. And I know people who have gone on uh, a nutritional, I don't want to call it a diet because they, they really weren't dieting, but they eliminated ex- excess sugar, that which isn't already put into foods, from their diet and the pounds began to drop off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But and that was now- the only change they made. I mean, that, that was very interesting because, you know, the things you can sustain as new habits are usually the simplest that you can start small. Now, I'm not saying that stopping that Oreo would be easy, but I do understand what you're saying about the sugar. So the sugar well, that's a good is... thing that... Go ahead. I apologize. That's a good thing that you said, Linda, because that was what I wanted to identify. What is an addiction? Mm-hmm. An, ad- an addiction is something that you're going to struggle with, not right. being able to give up. And it's a habit. Um, in, in many ways, if, if you go back to the corollary with the study with heroin and um, cocaine, etc., there's also a, an element of habit to it and a ritual. So if it is something um, yes. that you do, like I have one double stop Oreo a day, that's really the <laughs> ritual aspect as much as it is uh, something else. But as a child, I can remember loving the bags of jelly beans at Easter and um, sugar was definitely part of my world. And I have over the years stopped it and you feel better. I will say that, but yeah. it, it's very interesting. So okay, sugar, let's go circling back to Perfect. when you were discovering what was working for you to help you feel better and you found it and you came all this long distance with small incremental steps that I presume added up over time. Talk about the elimination diet, because I think so many people try and do so many things at once that you then cannot tell what it is that was affecting you. Whereas if you do a true elimination diet, I'm a biology major, so, you know, we learned all about don't change too many parameters at once or else you can't make uh, judgments about them. Well, see now, and there's a little tiny tweak that makes all the difference in that theory because with an elimin with an elimination diet a true elimination diet you literally go in and remove the five top common toxic trigger foods Mm -hmm. the foods that are known to cause an an allergic response or some little chronic symptom or irritation to the digestive wall okay if you if you remove all of those five at once from your diet for, you know, in the ideal world, it's 21 days, but you know, even I've, I've had clients do it in seven days. You know, at one time I was running a program and 
I would have, you know, participants remove the top five common toxic trigger foods in the classic elimination diet style for seven days. And they were taken aback. I can remember one young, one young woman saying, Carol, I can't believe it. Like I was going to the doctor for years for this. And in seven days, I can see that by introducing gluten and dairy back into my diet, I, I can't do it. I have a reaction to it. Okay, now you have to name them, the five top trigger foods. In order, the most antagonistic is gluten. Okay. Gluten. In, gluten found in? Gluten, gluten is in pretty much, dare I say, everything. But certainly, look for white bread. Look for breads. Okay. Look for um, breads, crackers, cookies. You know, they're in, in processed foods. Gluten is going to be in processed foods. And we can absolutely take a minute at the end to talk about how, or whenever you want, we can talk about how we can substitute that. Okay. And the second um, healthy, one? The second one is dairy. So okay. it's gluten, dairy, sugar, caffeine, and alcohol. Now think it's about interesting it. you mentioned the dairy because we have a saying in our family, um, milk is for cows. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and if you think about it, though, the five things that I named, most people today are addicted to those things. Or certainly imbibe a lot of them. Interesting. Or, or ingest. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. Okay. So now if you've eliminated those things and you are feeling better, stop there. And say, okay, good. I'm feeling better and we'll live with this. See, the, the goal is this. People are going to say, there's no way. I can't remove all five. That's ridiculous. What will I eat? Well, we can talk about that. But the, the whole point by removing those is you're going to actually start quelling inflammation. Stop inciting inflammation. Mm-hmm. Because they're inflammatory. So you're going to... St- the, the fire, the heat, the inflammation in the body is going to start to quell, start to calm down. That's the whole purpose for the, for, so that when, when we're eating foods that we're having an, a reaction to, and maybe mm-hmm. not know we're having a reaction to, the bar, body starts to produce excess mucus mm-hmm. to protect us. But right. if it's continuously producing excess mucus, then it's going to start going in overdrive and you're going to start seeing something called a mucoid plaque building up. That sounds very and that, ugly. And that's, but that's going to, that's why you can see somebody who is wealthy, well off, lives in a beautiful home, but their skin is pale and flaccid. Hmm. They don't look healthy because they could be even eating healthy foods. But if they've got a, a buildup of a mucoid plaque, the nutrition can't get through. That makes sense. So you've got all of this inter- internal stress and turmoil going on inside the body. You could be doing all of this meditation outside of the body. But if you've got stress, but we're, so we're out to reduce the stress, the internal stress in the body. Okay. And when that happens, what are some of the things that people experience that are positive from finding out that those things cause inflammation in their particular body? Well, certainly, let me say this. After, after 
a healthy period of time. And that is going to be very different for every single person mm-hmm. because every single person is, is affected at different levels. So right. there's no, re- there's no real way of knowing, but you know, an increase of energy can okay. be something better sleeping could certainly be something. Certainly, um, weight loss, healthy weight loss. Uh, I mean, what about gosh, focus? Of course. I think, absolutely. That, that's you know, important. There we, yep. That's the one that's, that's, that's my baby. That's the one I started talking about <laughs> earlier. You know, I right. mean, I started getting the ability to concentrate, focus and remember again. That's huge, especially as women age and hormones play a part. That that brain fog, you certainly don't want to exacerbate it by eating things that aren't going to help. You don't want to do things that are going to hurt that. I mean, these these foods are going to age us too. I mean, you want to talk about anti-aging, you know, we're talking the same conversation. Mm-hmm. You want to re- if you want to really look and feel your best, for um, for physical reasons, for vanity reasons, for emotional reasons, like you want to let let vanity be your your impetus. Let it be your leverage. If if the, if you might trip on that, because that will you will definitely contribute to the whole anti aging you know effort. Well, whatever it takes for each person to take a look and say, I either want to feel better, look better, have more energy, have more focus, it doesn't matter the reason. It's just if they start to make the changes. So well, for peak productivity, yeah. are you saying when you do eliminate those things, and we're coming up on a break, so you have about a minute, um, do you stay with what you have eliminated or are there other steps that you then take? There are other steps that you would then take, and that we're going to talk about in the next point that I raised. I mean, it's it's the whole what we can, you know, tickle listeners' curiosity with is it's all about the math equation. It's all about what we put what we put in and what we take out. It's so, not simply just taking out these these foods. Okay, that makes sense. And so as you're, we will talk about that after the break. We have just about 40 seconds left, so I'll take us to break. So we have talked about the elimination diet, taking out the five processed foods and other, uh, the five toxic things, the five trigger foods. So gluten, dairy, sugar, caffeine, and alcohol causing inflammation to the body. And these are not good things. You don't want that to happen and how it does help increase better sleep, uh, better focus, concentration, and even weight loss, all very important things. Did I miss one? Increased energy. Increased energy. Don't we all need more of that to handle more of what the world hands us? I know that I do, definitely. So we are going to talk more about the math equation, this mystery math equation. And we're, <laughs> you're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio. And we will be back after some short messages. We're talking with Carol Egan. And we'll be right back. We're Wise Health for Women Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's marching down the Did you ever wonder how reindeer survived a severe cold? 
Well, they snuzzle around for some moss to eat. Moss contains a special chemical that helps keep their body fluids warm. And they're going to have to keep warm if they're going to pull Santa's sleigh every year. Santa's sleigh was originally called a winged doodle. Both male and female reindeer grow antlers, but male reindeer drop their antlers at the beginning of winter. I can't help but wonder why Santa's reindeer from Rudolph to Blitzen had male names. Since they had antlers, they would have had to be female. We women should have known only females would be able to drag a hefty man outfitted in a red velvet suit, originally called a hoopin' daddy, all around the world in one night and not get lost. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Each week, join Coach Frankie Picasso for Mission Unstoppable, where you'll meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Join Frankie Picasso every week for Mission Unstoppable and learn how. Stop. Welcome back to Vice Health for Women Radio, and we are talking with Carol Egan about digestion for success. So prior to the break, we mentioned that you have this mysterious math equation that you said is so important, and I imagine it relates to not only eliminating things from your diet, but also adding certain things to the diet. Would that be correct? That's correct, yes. Yay! Absolutely. Okay. My math <laughs> teacher, my uh, biology teachers would be very happy, my professors. Okay, so talk to us about this equation. Well, so now you can imagine we've, we've taken this terrain that was inflamed mm-hmm. and we've started to calm that down. And now we want to go in and start nourishing this environment. Okay. And so we want to keep an eye on We've taken out the foods that cause inflammation. We want to add foods in now that also quell inflammation. Mm-hmm. We've, so it's kind of like a double whammy. We don't, have to, we don't have things that are antagonizing it any longer. We've taken them out. And now we're going to add in things that are nourishing and also contribute to quelling that inflammation. And the magic bullet is leafy greens. And I have a little formula that I call the Holy Trinity, but I okay. so, but the way I do that is W-H-O-L-L-Y, Holy Trinity. And it is a green juice, a green smoothie, and a green salad every day. If you were to include those every day, then you have exponentially increased your live food live energetically active food, you know, at least by 65, 70%. Now let's go into the leafy greens. I happen to be a a gardener. I have one of those magical tower gardens that I can grow. Oh, oh, they're wonderful. Kale, uh, broccoli, uh, 
Swiss chard, basil, uh, all kinds of lettuce that you can imagine. Are those in your leafy greens equation? Oh, oh, that's just magical. It is magical. I literally go pick it off the tower and make my salad each day. And the, the I don't juice. Um, and I will tell you, I'll, I'll ask one question because I'm just curious. I have always heard that eating eating your vegetables gives you more nutrition than drinking them. True well, or false? Or somewhere in between? Both. Both. Let okay. Me say this. Let me say this. Because we have one out of every two Americans suffering from a chronic disease, we have one out of every four Americans suffering from two or more chronic diseases, and seven out of ten will die from a chronic disease. That from that palate, we know that we are we could benefit from some serious nutrition, True. and because because the digestive wall and tract is kind of the, the, the root for us to look at, to start healing the inside of our body, that digestion is most often impaired in some way. Juice requires no digestive fire. Mm-hmm. It doesn't require, it's literally, literally like an IV of nutrition going into the body. But it's not like taking a supplement that was formulated in a lab by chemists. It's live nutrition that's provided to the earth by creation. Okay. It's, it's, and so the water from that is nutrient dense. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for the body to get that vital nutrition. Okay. Juice that makes is, sense. Ju- juice is my top recommendation to every client I work with. Okay. It's the thing that can make the fastest impact upon the body because of what I just described. Okay. But it also, but it also acts like a magnet. It also comes in and pulls toxic waste matter off the digestive wall. Right. That's the neat thing. I mean, that, that's, it's really got two, two purposes and both of them are yes. good. That's correct. So green juice is my number one recommendation. But from there, you know, that's why I include the smoothies. But let me make a note about the smoothies before we talk any more about those. Okay. This is something This is something that you don't hear about often, but you've got to chew the smoothie. And why? Because you activate the amylase in the mouth. And that's the first stage of digestion is that, is that saliva. The okay. amylase is a digestive enzyme that the mouth produces in the action of chewing, and it shows up in the saliva. Mm-hmm. So you want to chew the smoothie, but sure, the, the smoothie is going to retain all the fiber, and we need fiber to help clean the tubes. Right. Makes sense. I mean, that's, that's another key topic, Linda, that a lot of people are overstepping. And oh, I wouldn't is, say so. Not with all of the digestive aids that are sold in the drug stores and the even the greengrocers. And well, I, I think lots of people have stress and strain, and they attribute it to just their lifestyle rather than just their diet instead of both. Correct. And those pills could actually be antagonizing the digestive wall, where healthy fiber 
and slowing down and deep breathing, getting a good night's sleep, all of those things could really help with healthy elimination. Now, it, there's you know, an interesting, uh, another thing that's moving, you know, obviously in the news all the time, and that's the use of red cider vinegar. What is your take on that? Well, it, it's fermented. So, you know, the, the theory is, is that it has live probiotic in it. Mm-hmm. And food-grade probiotic is known to be way more potent than a probiotic in a pill form. Mm-hmm. Um, do I use it? Absolutely. It's, at this point, it's the, it's the only vinegar that I use. Mm-hmm. But I've heard it talked about in relation to the pH of the gut especially with things like a leaky gut or, or IBS or one of those sorts of diagnoses. And I've known many people it has helped with. Would you suggest that in your green juice or smoothie or in no, your salad? There's, no, there's something called a morning elixir. Okay. And you would, you would mix, you know, 8 to 16 ounces of, you know, ideally room temperature water mm-hmm. with a teaspoon of, Apple cider, you know, raw fermented apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. and, and lemon, fresh lemon juice, not from the squeezing tube, real fresh lemon <laughs> right, juice. Right. And maybe a couple of drops of stevia and drink okay. that, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't, um, I don't necessarily include that in my conversation of alkalizing. Alkalizing okay. to me alkalizing for me really happens with raw fruits and vegetables. That makes you know, sense. Low, low sugar fruits like lemons and grapefruits and limes, uh, fresh berries and um, green apples. Those are the fruits with the lowest amount of sugar. Mm-hmm. But from there, the alkalizing is those leafy greens. Which are very tasty. And once you get used to eating them, you, you really find a new addiction that is really delightful and they're so easy to grow and in most parts of the country have a pretty darn long growing season because yeah. they're cold weather vegetables. You can start them early and you can do them late and they're very inexpensive at the grocery store. So that that's a good thing. Talk more about the green leafy greens that you suggest. Well, I, what I would say is that the, I recommend alternating greens. Okay. Because because things like kale, um, the, the hardier greens, you want to rotate the greens with lighter and heavier greens. Okay. You know, there's a lot of emphasis on kale, and kale is wonderful. I recommend it. It's amazing. And it's also beneficial to get some of the nice, light, beautiful uh, baby greens or romaines or leafy mm-hmm. greens. The, but the butter the lettuce, I, the, the Brussels sprouts, where, where do the Brussels sprouts and the broccoli fit in for you? Oh, they fit right in. They fit right in. Absolutely. But, you know, for, for me, the leafy greens that I'm talking about are leaves. Okay. And why green? Somebody might be saying, Carol, why green? So if you look at the molecule of a chlorophyll, yep. chlorophyll is the green pigment in the leafy greens, and hemoglobin, the chemical structure is exactly the same between the chlorophyll and the hemoglobin with the only exception, the center atom. 
In hemoglobin, it's iron. In chlorophyll, it is magnesium. Other than that, the chemical structure is exactly the same. So it's, it's almost like, you know, in a bioidentical thing for us to be putting into our body. Well, and chlorophyll also has been known for the anti-immune properties, for helping your skin, your hair, your nails, all sorts of good things. I mean, leafy greens and chlorophyll are all very positive. Absolutely. And they're, and they're alkalizing. You know, mm-hmm. that's where you're, and that's where you're getting all of these other, other benefits. If, if it starts creating homeostasis and balance inside the body, then you're going to start getting all of these other benefits. But it's new, you know, but again, if this is something that, you know, mirrors the uh, structure of hemoglobin, you're talking mm-hmm. about the foundational structure of our cells. And the oxygen carrying part of blood, which is extremely, extremely important. So well, that's you- where. Well, Go good. I was just going to say that's why that's why we do emphasize live fruits and vegetables because they are oxygen carriers. They're blood okay. builders. So coming back to your math equation, is mm-hmm. it the three? Is it the green juice, the green smoothie, and the salad? Yes, I recommend a meal-sized green salad every day. Also, okay. Perfect. I think it's a great, that's a good spot to stop. We are coming up on our last break and it, it's very interesting listening to what all of these things, as you put it so eloquently, it's not just what you take away, it's what you put in and the differences that it makes. You are listening to Wise Health for Women Radio and we are talking with Carol Egan about digestion for success and energy and focus and concentration and better sleep and even weight loss and we are delighted to share her expertise with you and to answer my questions about Oreos and other things like that and we really do appreciate the opportunity. You're listening to Wise Health for Women Radio and we'll be back after these short messages. We're talking with Carol Egan. We'll be right back. We're Wise Health for Women Radio and we'll return after these short messages. Laughter was such good medicine, ancient Greek physicians sent their patients to visit comedians to be healed. In the 1300s, surgeon Henry D. Mondeville used to tell jokes to his patients in the recovery room. Dr. Mondeville must have been a bit of a vitzel such. That's a person who tells jokes and no one ever laughs. We laugh six times more when in the company of another person than we do by ourselves and 30 times more when we are in a group. Laughter isn't under our conscious control. If you've ever started cacinating at school, in church, or at a funeral, you know what I'm talking about. Cacinating is another word for uncontrollable laughter. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. 
Live La Bella Vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live La Bella Vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, labellavitacosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on toginet.com. Welcome back to Wise Health for Women Radio. We are talking with Carol Egan. And one of the things we were talking about on break is that oftentimes when you think, I've got five foods I need to take out, I've got to start doing, adding greens and a juice and a salad and a smoothie, it can be overwhelming. So let's talk reality and be very authentic here. Let's say you're looking at someone who doesn't really feel great, know that they need to take some of these steps to get started. And doesn't want to go quite as extreme, but wants to make the small steps that will start to see if what you're saying makes a difference. Because you and I know that success tends to breed success. And if they take the small steps, they will see, first feel a difference and then possibly see a difference as well. So can you talk about how to start leaning in and beginning to make those changes? Absolutely. So First, let me say to anybody who really wants to get started, my first point of recommendation would be put something at stake. Find something to use as leverage. Um, You know, you put the picture of the bathing suit you want to get into on your refrigerator or, you know, you know, anything, anything that. If you're so far removed from anything like that, just find something that could really inspire you that no matter what would you know would make a difference for you. The second thing that I would recommend is if you know that you're in trouble, maybe you can find a friend to help you, partner with you, do it together. Partnership makes, I mean, that's why I'm a coach. Partnership makes all... Partnership makes all the difference. And if you get this friend, the thing that you would want to do with or without a friend in the world of what is called leaning in is looking for what I call your sweet spot. Okay. And the sweet, the sweet spot is somewhere in between challenge and not overwhelming yourself. Mm-hmm. You Because you might say, there's no way I could do all that. There's no way. Okay. Then find something that you know is a challenge for you. You don't want to make it so easy because then you're not going to get the results you're looking for. Or the sense of accomplishment. Or the sense of accomplishment. Absolutely. And like, you know, we might have been saying at some point, 
in this conversation, it starts to feed itself. Once you start to create a little momentum, you're going to start feeling excited about that. And it's going to start fueling your commitment to staying the course with it. Mm -hmm. But by, but by leaning into it, by, with the food in particular, choose, (laughs) you're not going to like this folks. You are going to choose the one thing that you know might cause you the most trouble. Start with that one first. Get with that one out of the way. Because if you don't drink all the time, you only have one cup of coffee a day, but you're eating a lot of bread and sugar, choose one of those. Can't you, you die without dairy? Try that one first. You want... Interesting. You so are you saying that by taking on the toughest first and accomplishing something, it, the yeah. rest is, is going to add up right away? It's going to be easier for you to handle after that. Right. But, the, but, but, but it's kind of double-fold if you think about it, Linda, because if you're taking on the one that challenges you the most, you're taking... You're challenging yourself the most first, so you're going to get a stronger muscle. I mean, it's just manifold. You're going to get a stronger muscle around saying no. Of course it's going to challenge you at first. Um, But let's talk about substitutes. Let's talk about gluten for a second. Okay. You can do things like there are such things as something called brown rice wraps. Mm Mm-hmm. You can buy those, you know, I know Whole Foods has them. I'm sure any health food store, maybe even some of the, you know, mainstream grocery stores are starting to carry where they have tortilla chip um, wraps. Look for a brown rice wrap because that's going, that's not going to have any wheat in it. That will be gluten free. One of my favorite new wraps, I've been using lettuce leaves, green leafy leaves for, for years to wrap things up in. And I, I have not bought Romaine, um, excuse me, iceberg lettuce for years. And I was at my mom's. Uh, she had iceberg because her husband loves it. And I used one of those leaves, and they are the most perfect wrapper because they're pliable and they mm-hmm. roll. So you can, you can put anything in there, you know, uh, avocados, vegetables, tuna fish, garbanzo beans, you know, uh, what am I calling, trying to call it, like a, a garbanzo bean smash with uh-huh. onions and peppers, whatever you want to inside that, and stuff the leaf and roll it up, and you've got, you know, a very portable sandwich there. Um, for chips, a nice substitute is roasted pumpkin seeds. Okay. If you're, if you're a salty, you know, sugar, you know, if they, if they email me, and we'll get to that at the end, you know, I've got a a raw chocolate mousse recipe that I think is one of the very best. I've got some, you know, any one of the listeners can email me and I'd be happy to shoot them off a few recipes. Wonderful. Um, for a sugar substitute. But leading into it, let's just wrap that one little thought up of looking for your sweet spot. You want to challenge yourself, but you don't want to overwhelm yourself because you want to enjoy the process. It will make the whole effort a lot easier if you're enjoying it it certainly would and you know do you also recommend that people either either their friend or or someone in their household act as an accountability partner too because if you go public with a goal even to one person sometimes that just helps you when you just don't 
want to do it? Well, you want the kind of person, like I had somebody I used to call when, you know, years back and they would say, don't do it. Don't do it. That'll cause a, that'll cause glue in your body to form, you know, oh, dear. Like, you know, uh, well, because of the, all the mucus production. Right. Um, you know, so, but they were not like chastising me. You don't want somebody that's going to chastise you. You do want somebody that, you know, loves you, supports you and wants, right. that's going to help pull you, not push you though, because when we're pushed, we're going to say no. So it's, you know, choosing smartly. I agree. Um, I think that accountability is what we all benefit from. It's having, it's having someone to walk that road with you in a way yeah. that you have talked about beforehand so that, you know, if I do this, I want you to tell me this, you know, something like that so that it's in a, a language and voice that you would respond to. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I advocate that all over the place. Partnership is a game changer. Interesting. Okay. So as you're talking to, as you're coaching someone who is starting to take the steps, where would you take them again? Now you would take them to the leafy greens, give them these substitutes. I love these substitutes. This is important. Do you have others that you can share? Let's see. I'm trying to think of, gosh, I've got, I've got a list of substitutes. So it's not on my website. So if somebody emails me, I'd be happy to, I'd be happy to send them my list of substitutes. Let's um, give them the your country. email address right now while we're talking, and then sure. we'll give it again at the end, because I think sure. that, that way they won't miss it. It's very simple. It's C-A-R-O-L, Carol, at C-A-R-O-L hyphen E-G-A-N dot com, Carol Egan, Carol hyphen Egan dot com. Okay, so, so it's, it's Carol at Carol hyphen Egan, E-G-A-N dot com. That's it. Perfect. Yeah, because I think that's the hardest part. People say, I want to start, then you go on the internet and you're completely overwhelmed because yeah. there are a bazillion publications and then which do you pick? And some are better than others. Um, and you end up being almost paralyzed by the options because there are a lot of options now. Most grocery stores have a gluten-free aisle for example. Um, they'll have dairy substitutes. I, I think this is a widespread enough problem that it's easier than it was 10 years ago to change your diet well, this way. And my substitutes are going to be whole food substitutes. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not going to be from the gluten-free section of the store. Okay. They're, going to be, they're going to be even cleaner than that. They're uh, not processed. So, okay. you know, that's my position on all of that. I really, I'm not an advocate of those gluten-free aisles because they're just aisles of more nutrient devoid food. And I want my, I want to have my clients and anybody that hears me speak hear my staunch position on, I want you to get live foods in your body. These processed foods are what is killing us. It's just. Then I'm glad I brought it up. Good. Because it seemed to me like that might be an easy way to start, but no, no, erase, erase, erase. Okay. Well, because well, well. See, the thing is this. Sure. Yes, it could be a great place to start, but but you're not really starting anything. You're only substituting it out. That's you're a not good point. Really, 
You're not making the change. And yes, okay, we could say, well, we're, we're, we're getting gluten out. Bravo. But we're not nourishing the body with those foods. And my goal is to get people, you know, let's go back to the beginning of our call, Linda, when we were talking about turning the brain back on, turn, right. you know, balance, balancing the emotions again, increasing energy. Those are not going to do it for you. That makes perfect sense. And I want to make sure people have your website. I know you just gave out your email address, but the website itself is carol-egan.com. And I imagine that's where you have a lot more information on what people can do and how to reach you and really to challenge themselves to take this time. Because no time is the wrong time for being healthier and, and you know, changing your habits and living your life instead of just accepting it. I have always loved that quote by John Maxwell because many people just muddle through life, lurching from one crisis to the next crisis and don't self-care enough to make sure that they are fueling their bodies healthfully. And so thank you for giving us these substitutes, these ideas, this education on digestion for success and good health. It's extremely important. And I, I think that we've all benefited from this quality of life that you have illustrated for us today. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise and being on Wise Health for Women Radio this morning. We are really happy to help women thrive. Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Linda. It's been a pleasure. We'll be back next week. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find more shows at wisehealthforwomenradio.com.